this is a healing meeting tonight, and so that's our main goal, our express purpose, is to get those who are sick healed, all right, to get those who are well more grounded and established in that place of trusting God for uh, health. Health is better than healing. <laughs> Rather stay healthy. And so if you are feeling good, I'm sure glad you came. That was the, it was a wise decision to make, to be in a healing meeting, even though you're not necessarily sick. Um, sick is bad. I don't know if you've ever been. Some of you, if you've ever been sick, sick is bad. <laughs> I mean, that just kind of takes the umph out of life. You don't want to do anything. You're a burden to those around you. Are you listening? Some of you, if are in that condition, you know you need help oftentimes from other people. And, uh, uh, but that's why we're here to knock that stuff off. And uh, the Scripture says here in Malachi, Malachi chapter 3. If you don't know where Malachi is, you can go to Matthew and back up. It's the last book of the Old Testament. Thank you, Lord. And so all I'm doing here tonight is just taking a few minutes to get everybody ready. All right? Get everybody ready to receive. So do I have to be ready? It would help. <laughs> it helps if you're ready. What do I mean ready? Just ready right up here. Just, just right up here. We know who the Lord is. We know what He does. And we know our part, which is not much, because it, He's the healer. We're not. Hmm. We're, the, we're just the receiver, and, that, and that's pretty easy in this case, all right? Uh, and so we're going to get ready to do that. Malachi 3 and verse 6 says, For I am the Lord, I do not change. Let's see that again. I am the Lord, I do not change. Isn't that good news about the Lord, that He doesn't change? Now let's look over at Hebrews chapter 13 as well. Hebrews 13, again, if you're new and you don't have a Bible or if you don't know where all these things are, that's okay. Just listen real good. Don't feel bad about it. If you come long enough, you'll want your own Bible and you'll start figuring out where things are. All right. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 8, it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What is he? He is the, the same Amen. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Many people have tried to modify God to fit their own experience or to fit the mold of their theology. They've kind of contempor contemporized Him. Is that a word? <laughs> they've, tried to, they've tried to take the God of the Bible and make Him the God of today which in their mind is is different but one thing you don't use and one thing you don't say about the lord is different <laughs> as far as the way he used to be the way he is and the way he's going to be all right when you know all when you are all when you are god there's no need to change because you can't improve perfect you can't get better than everything so therefore, the Lord doesn't change. And if I can see something that's true about Him in the past, I know for certain that that is still true about Him today. If I could ever find in the past that the Lord healed somebody, 
then I know that today he is still the healer. All right. Now, I know it's become, again, uh, popular in some circles to say, well, the Lord, you know, used to heal, but he doesn't now. But yet at the same time, you know, they would say the Lord used to bring peace, and he still brings peace. They would say the Lord used to be our provider, and he's still our provider. They would say the Lord used to be uh, all kinds of different things, and they'll say, and he still is that. But when it comes to healing, well, the Lord used to do that, but now he doesn't do that anymore. I mean, no, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. That's, that's not only inconsistent with um, the Scripture, it's inconsistent with his character and nature, and he just doesn't change. If he, is a, if he was a healer, he is a healer. Amen. If he did great things in people's lives and their physical bodies before, he is still doing great things in their lives today. And so he's still the healer today. He's not just the forgiver where he used to be the healer, but now he's just a forgiver. No, he's the same and he's still a healer today. Amen. Now, we have been so often conditioned to view people's commitments sometimes to us as kind of, you know, really set in mud. <laughs> what I mean by that is easily moved. And, uh, and many times we view, and maybe you've been that way in your life at times, where your commitments are really flexible, you are one thing or you commit to one thing and if it doesn't really work out right you change <laughs> you decide to do something different right and we've sometimes transferred that type of mentality onto the lord thinking that he's that way also you know today people will sign contracts knowing that they can wiggle out of those contracts oftentimes with the right you know, legal wranglings, people can get out of stuff. Uh, we know that's true uh, with marriage. I mean, marriage is one of the most important decisions we make in life, yet, uh, you know, roughly half the time, those commitments don't stand. And, uh, and this is not a, not a, a bash the divorcees kind of message here tonight. <laughs> this is to give, this is to paint a different picture of the way typically people are from the way God is at all times. If he says something, he does not ever back away from that. He does not change. Jesus, remember what he said about uh, the word of God? He said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. All right, And this is something, again, that maybe all of us cannot relate to. Maybe you grew up with, with parents telling you they'd do something for you and then backing out. Maybe you've had friends that were there for you for a while and then later they weren't. And uh, it's important for us to have a real big separation here, though, between how people have treated us, maybe how we have reacted, and how God is all the time. He will never, ever let you down. Ever. He, listen, He has never let anyone down. Someone might think, well, I know someone that 
God didn't heal him. He, God didn't come through. No, you don't. You absolutely do not know of someone like that. That has never happened. Now, that might be a perspective that someone has. With their limited knowledge and all they can access and all they see, they think this person did right, God didn't do them right. But that's never happened. The Lord is always right and He has never failed to be who He is. And in our context here, He is the healer. Praise God. Amen. Say, you mean there's something wrong with me? Well, <laughs> actually, that's really not where I'm going. I mean, we know the logic of if God is never wrong, if He's always consistent, then obviously the problem's never with Him. So we think the problem then is with us. And yes, I understand that, and that's not completely untrue. However, the problem often is with us when we think there's a problem with me that keeps me from receiving. That is the problem. All right. And so what I need to do is not think, well, I didn't get this prayer answered. I didn't get this from God. I didn't get this. Bad me, bad me, bad me. There's something wrong with me. All that does is remove us further from God's faithfulness. Okay? And the thing that is wrong, if you want to put it on our end, which, of course, you can't put it on his end, but it is just oftentimes the mentality of thinking that I'm not good enough, that there's something wrong with me, that's why I can't get it. I wasn't even planning on going into that tonight, though. So, (laughs) so... But while I'm talking, if you feel like something's wrong in me or my faith is insufficient or something I've done, some sin or some disobedience to the Lord is keeping me sick, knock it off. I'm here to get you healed. And I can't have you feeling like a bad guy. Can't have you thinking that there's something wrong with you, that your sin somehow is greater than God's love and mercy for you. See, he changes not. He, he is faithful even if I'm unfaithful. Amen. Now, I want to I go uh, to Hebrews chapter 6. See, faithfulness, if you talk about God as being a faithful God, of course, we know he is. So many Bible verses talk about that. It means he, uh, faithfulness means someone is loyal. It means they're constant. It means they're steadfast. A faithful person is someone who is true to the facts or true to the original. Okay? When we say that God is faithful, it has to do with this. He doesn't change. He's reliable. You can count on Him. He's not like the fair weather friend. All right. He's not like the, the person who says, man, I'm your uh, BFF and <laughs> uh, I'm this for you. But then, you know, sometime later, circumstances change and you can't get a hold of them. They're nowhere to be found. They're not faithful to you. The Lord is faithful. You can count on him. He's always there. He'll always be the same. He'll never let you down. You never call on Him. And it's silent. That was kind of silent. 
Someone said, well, I've called. I didn't get a thing. Let's get our thinking straight now. i, I got to jump ahead, and then I'll come back. When I see God's faithfulness, He sees my faith. When I'm not looking at God and His faithfulness to His Word, His consistency to perform what He promised, then I've got my eyes on something else and my faith is misdirected. But when I say, Lord, you are faithful, I can count on you. You are trustworthy. You never change. What do you think that is? That's called faith. But how many know I wasn't even trying to do faith right there? All I'm doing is focusing on his faithfulness. Amen. And so, you you know, when you find scriptures like the 103rd Psalm that says he heals all of our diseases what are we going to do with that i guess we're going to have to say the lord doesn't change i guess we're going to have to say he's faithful and all our diseases how many know you look up all in the hebrew the greek the aramaic (laughs) whatever language you want to look it up still means all it still means yours still means your disease Still means your, sick, your, your problem. It's all covered in there. What does he do with them all? He heals them all. Now, he absolutely should not have said that unless he intended to do it. But I think he knew exactly what he was saying. He wants every single one of us healed. He wants every single one of us delivered from sickness and disease. Now, Hebrews 13, uh, no, Hebrews 6. Hebrews 6, verse 16. It says, For men indeed swear by the greater, and an oath... For confirmation for them is an end of all dispute. Thus God, determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise the immutability of His counsel, that's the unchangeableness of His counsel, confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things in which it was impossible to lie, so He had His promise and He had His oath, He said, we might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. God wants people to know so much that he can be relied on and counted on that he even went, in their case, the extra mile confirming with an oath what he promised so that people would have no doubt because people are so used to people having empty promises saying one thing and doing another. And we need to understand, and God's willing to go to the nth degree to let you know you can count on Him. See, we never want to have this mindset that, you know, some will say this about the Lord, that, you you know, you you just never really know what God's going to do. It's just, you know, it's just kind of hard to tell what God's going to do. You know, have, I remember a guy coming to me years ago, and a bunch of stuff was kind of going wrong in his life, and he was having a lot of extra challenges and struggles, and he said to me, I'm just trying to figure out what God's doing. <laughs> How many understand that's natural human thinking being put on, on the Lord? That if something's going wrong in my life, what's God doing? 
Come on now. I ought not think what's God doing because he's the same. He's faithful. He is my deliverer. He's not my problem maker. He's my healer. He's not the one messing my life up. He's not throwing me around. Amen. They said, what is God doing? I tell you what, he's doing the same things he's always done. He's saving people. He's delivering people. He's healing people. It's his nature to be that. And so I don't want to, when I don't understand or know why things are coming, I don't want to look to the Lord and say, what are you doing? Amen. I want to recognize what uh, the Lord is doing in my life. <laughs> I remember talking to some preachers one day, and, uh, and we, were having, we were having a discussion, and one of them just brought up kind of out of the blue. And, and you know, he was one of these guys that would have, I would have considered a faith guy, uh, but he just said, well, you know, if God really wanted to, he could just kill you. And, uh, and he got this revelation, I guess, and, uh, and, and a couple of us looked up, and we thought, really? And, uh, and one of the other guys said, well, what about our covenant? And I piped up and said, yeah. <laughs> See, it's this idea that, I don't know, God's against us. Like we're on opposite sides. No, 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 no. We have a covenant with him. Amen. I mean, it's through Jesus. But, but the Lord's not going to kill you. <laughs> well, he could if he wanted. No, he can't. He's going to break the covenant. All this great plan that took thousands of years and his very own son on the cross, and he's going to mess it up because he's ticked off at you? No, no, no. I belong to him. He loves me. Amen. And I've got a contract with him. It, it, it's a covenant. It's a contract of life. It's a contract of life everlasting. It includes healing and peace of mind and eternal salvation. It includes my needs being met. It, it includes him being my, my guide. He lives with me. He'll never, leave, he'll never leave me, but he'll lead me in all the things I should do. This is all part of the contract I have with him. Sealed by the blood of Jesus. See, this is no, this is no small thing here. This is no light issue that, uh, you know, it can just be broken. Not only is God not a changer, but he's also established something that will last forever. And it is a covenant of healing. Thank you, Lord. Okay, and so uh, he, he said here, these two immutable things. Verse 19, this hope we have as an anchor of the soul both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence behind the veil. Notice what this does. This knowing that God doesn't change, that what he says, he backs it up. It works as an anchor to my soul. What does an anchor do? You know, you throw the anchor outside of the boat, keeps it from going away, keeps the boat in place, right? And even though the storms come, you got a good anchor, uh, the boat's just going to be flopping around on top, but it's not going anywhere. And how many know we need an anchor in life? Amen. What is that anchor? It is knowing that what God said, He will perform it. He will back it up. He is faithful to His promise. Look at Hebrews 10. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23. 10, 23. It says, Let us hold fast... The confession of our hope without wavering. Why? For he who promised is faithful. 
Why should I hold fast my confession? Why should I say, confession means say the same thing. Why should I say the same thing? Why should I hold fast to it? Simply because God is faithful. If he were unfaithful, then I should change. I should go back and forth. I'm healed. Well, I guess I'm not. I thought the Lord was going to heal me, but I guess he didn't. Are you listening? If he were unfaithful, I should go back and forth. I should say one thing one day, say something different the next day. However, if God is faithful, if I can determine that God will never let me down, and he never has, even in things I don't understand, I get settled in this. He is faithful. Do you know this? That if the Lord were not faithful, this whole world would blow apart. Because all things, the scripture says, are held together by his word. In other words, uh, when God speaks, it just lasts forever. And if he goes back on it, if he's just going back and forth, if he tells a lie one time, all things that are being held together by him are going to come apart. The very fact that we're here says God cannot lie. Amen. And so we have this anchor. It keeps us steady. It keeps us, because listen, there's storms. There's things blowing around us. There's challenges. What do we need? I need to stay solid. I need an anchor. What does that mean? I'm saying the same thing. I'm saying again and again. He heals all my diseases. By his stripes I was healed. He's redeemed my life from destruction. He is my Lord and my God. And I believe exactly what he said to me will come to pass. Come on now. We're tempted to say other things, aren't we? But let's remind ourselves he's faithful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Go over to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews 11. And verse 11, it says, By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. And she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him, what? Faithful who had promised. God promised something. That's a fact. But whether that promise becomes a reality in our lives is, de- is dependent upon whether we judge him as faithful. If I say it's true, I have it now, it's working in me. If I say things like, when hands are laid upon me, my sickness will leave, my, my body will be made whole, what am I doing? I'm simply counting the Lord faithful. If I I say, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm counting the Lord unfaithful. Unless I really truly don't know what he has said. Okay. That's why we cover some of these scriptures. All right. But if I know what he said and I say, well, I don't know what God's going to do. I don't know if this is going to work. I may not be mindfully or intentionally doing this, but I'm calling the Lord unfaithful. But here's here's our choice now. Here's our decision. I judge the Lord faithful. Sarah did that and got a miracle. God had promised her that and she judged him faithful. She looked at the situation and said, 
I'm going with God. I mean, I can go with my body, which was, in her case, her miracle was a, a, a promised child in old age. I can look at my body. That's not going to work. Or I can judge him faithful and say, in spite of what the doctor said, in spite of what my my feelings and what the pain is telling me, in spite of all these things that go contrary to what I, to what I want and what God has promised, in spite of that, I'm going to judge him faithful and say, you're God, you can do it. Amen. And it shall be thus and so in my life. One more, let's go to 2 Timothy. And so she judged him faithful who had promised. Has God made us any promises? Oh, he has promised us almost from cover to cover things about our physical life and the length of our lives. You know, sometimes people will say, well, you know, when your time comes, your time comes. And, uh, you know, when you're that day, that time on the clock comes, you're, it's just over for you. And, and your life is, is at an end. And uh, I want you to understand that's human thinking. That's the ways of man that lead to death. The Lord never told us that, that you've got a date on the clock or, you know, on the calendar. Your time is coming. And if it happens to be June the 10th, when June the 10th comes, bye. There's nothing you can do about it. You are just going to die. Okay, how many understand a lot of people think that way? They really do. But that's not true. That's not true. The Bible never told us. In fact, scripturally speaking, the Bible tells us uh, many things that we can do either to lengthen or to shorten our lives. All right. Why would he tell us that? Obviously, it's not set in stone, is it? Obviously, a lot of it has to do with us. You know, I like, like the, uh, the, the guy who worked at the air, works at the airport, who mechanic. And uh, he doesn't like to go flying, afraid to go up in the airplane. And, uh, and all the pilots often harass him about, you know, why don't you just go up? Just go up. And he ne- would never go up. Finally, one day, uh, one of them said to him, listen, you're not going to die until your time comes anyway. He thought for a moment. He said, well, what if we get up there and your time comes? <laughs> <laughs> I guess their days were just synchronized, weren't they? <laughs> you see, it's just not true. Someone said, maybe it's just my time to go. No, not if you're not like really old and satisfied. Remember the 91st Psalm said, with long life, I will satisfy you. If you're not old and satisfied, then you, it's not, you're, you're not supposed to go anywhere. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And God is faithful. He's faithful to that word too. You know that? He's faithful to that word too. What should I do? Judge him faithful who promised. Say, Lord, I believe it's true. You're faithful to back up that word in my life. Second Timothy. Woohoo. Thank you, Lord. The Lord likes to heal people. <laughs> Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse 11 it says, This is a faithful saying. If we died with him, we shall also live with him. If we endure, 
we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also what? Deny us. Anyone denying him tonight? Good. If we are faithless, what happens to him? He remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. You mean my faithlessness doesn't take away his faithfulness to me? No, he remains faithful because that's just who he is. He's true to the original. He's someone who's consistent. He's someone you can rely on. Amen. What's a, what do we think of like if someone, says, if someone is a faithful church member? I don't know what comes to your mind. They're a person that's, that's there. They're consistent. They're always there. Right? Someone who's a faithful friend. They're always there when you, when you need them. Right? They're, they're just always there. Not like earlier we mentioned the fair weather friend. A faithful God. He's always there. You can just always count on him. Whenever I need him. Well, I'll just talk to the Lord. He'll be there for me. Amen. What if I'm faithless? What if I blow it? What if I make a mistake? What if I fall short in some way? Welcome to the human race. <laughs> but God is faithful. And he will never, ever let you down. You see, I, I think I mentioned this earlier, but our covenant of salvation, our salvation is based upon not a direct covenant between me and the Father, but as uh, Galatians points to some of this out, it's another study, but... Uh, the covenant that I have with the Father is really between the Father and the Son, Jesus. He made a covenant between Himself and Jesus, and our faith in Jesus gets us in on that. See, this is the reason why we can never mess it up. And I don't know about you, I'm thankful for that. I cannot blow this thing. If I fall short... It's still established. The Father, did Jesus didn't blow it. He's the only one who can mess this up. The moment you made Jesus the Lord of your life, and there may be some who haven't yet, and you can tonight, the moment you make Jesus the Lord of your life, you get in on something that can never fail. You access something that God himself set in motion, and he, of course, is not going to break it. Amen. And in this, his faithfulness is seen by us thank you Lord let's just close our eyes for a moment say it out loud after me thank you Father for your faithfulness to me for what you promised you perform I know I can count on you because you always come through you're always there you're always ready to perform your word in my life and so I look to you today and I thank you for your faithfulness that I can rely on you